Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, slip, slide, trying to provide for me. For me. For me. Find me somewhere out in London, you know that's the hideaway. I need some head and some more support from you right away. Since I've been making donations to you like you night away. You know I do. Stories you told me about him, I can see that it's night and day. You told me the truth. Walking from here to my bedroom and feel like it's miles away. You, you recognize know. that voice, I oh, bet. Of course. That was Drake. Uh, featured on his song called Solid, which just came out. Uh, young Stoner Life, Young Thug, Gunna, and Drake collaborating on this. Sounds good. It's my, it's my tempo, as you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> and your artist. Yeah. I'm liking this one better than... Uh, any of the EPs that EP? Oh, did not like that Drake EP. Why? I think it was more like how his songs ended up in one, two, and three on the Billboard Hot 100. That was like a bit of a. That was amazing. That's the power of Drake, though. That's the power of the curiosity behind what yeah. Drake's putting out, and yes. then those songs like slid away. But still, people, people just want to hear what he's like. I, I I hear he's got a new song. I want to hear it. Yeah. Is it going to be singing Drake or Chatty Drake? <laughs> and I'm always hoping there's going to be singy Drake. In any of the songs he does mm-hmm. uh, Welcome to our podcast It'll be the last one of this week As we record this It is Friday, April 16th Maura's uh, gearing up for a funeral Yeah, guys I got a, I got a jet today A little early Because I have to go to a funeral And I was just thinking Man, I know there's been a lot of Canceled weddings and birthdays But like nothing comes even close To the weight of how, must, how much it must suck to not be able to be surrounded by friends and family when you lose someone. Like, I can't imagine. My stepsister lost her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 51 and he's gone. And I can't imagine they've capped the funeral at 40 people. 40? I did, honestly, I thought it would be fewer people it's than that. It's a big cathedral in oh. Guelph that I'm going to. If you're from Guelph, uh, our, I think it's our, our uh, Church of Our Lady. Church of Our Lady. So it's huge. So the capacity is based on, uh, or like how many people they're allowed to bring in is based on the space size. I gotcha. guess so. We'll yeah. all be very spread out. But How it, do you decide who gets to go? Like 40 is sort of a number where it's like that's just going beyond immediate family and now you're getting extended family. I just remember when you uh, have a wedding you want to invite one person well if you want to invite that extra person that opens up a new ring you know what i mean so crazy oh you're gonna invite that first cousin well now you got to invite all the first cousins so it uh, wasn't like an invitation the way they did it they just put on like 
the obituary up on the funeral home website. And it said, if you would like to go to the service, you can RSVP here. And I had to RSVP just under my name. And then if I would like to bring a guest, then I add my guests. So I added my husband. Of course, you don't go um, without Matt. I mean, <laughs> Matt's your rock. We roll together. Yeah. Um, he also knew um, my brother-in-law who passed away well. And um, I think it'll be good for him to be there. But... Uh, I, I hemmed and hawed about my daughter because kids are great at funerals, but it's COVID times. Should she take another spot? Kids are great at funerals. Should she take somebody else's spot? She can't really socially distance. She doesn't really get it. Is that going to be taken the wrong way when we come from essentially a COVID hotspot? Our postal code is a COVID hotspot to Guelph, which is probably not a COVID hotspot. Yeah, you don't want your kid there. So I decided in the end that it's yeah. not best for her to come. Although at first I was like, do I put her down and then just say, well, if there's room, great. If there's not, no worries. Kids are great at visitation. They're not great at funerals because they're going to be in a church and there's going to be stuff being said. And then your kid's going to be like, rah, rah, rah. isn't that like, <laughs> I think kids are great either way. Just because people like adds a little bit of uh, it's light, it's lightness, yeah. you know. So uh, yeah, I decided not to bring her in the end just because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so Matt and I are going to go, but yeah, I was just thinking, man, it is so sad when you can't be surrounded by people at a funeral. You know, mm. it is so sad. That's the saddest thing I think of COVID. Forget your prom not happening. Forget all those things. It's if someone dies close to you and you don't have that chance to like mourn them properly, surrounded by people. Like when my dad died, I was so touched by the people that came that took me by surprise. You know, obviously family came that were close, but I had um, a work boss, Rob Basile. Yeah. He showed up. He drove to Guelph for that. You just know, Rob. That's why I brought up his name. Other people that I've wor- I haven't worked with in 10 years showed up. Um, and that really like kind of took my breath away. And it's those guests that aren't invited, essentially, aren't going to make it on that RSVP list for these types of COVID funerals. Yeah. Imagine, imagine them RSVPing and them having to tell you you didn't make the cut. What th- would that conversation well, be like? <laughs> and who has it? I mean, I imagine your stepsister's not the one who's making the call saying, I'm sorry, we're at 40. Uh, you're not going to make the cut. They, who, they must have like a, I would assume a the bouncer. Fu- I would assume the funeral home does it because it's all done through their website. I think funeral homes have had to pivot. And it's so done. they have to make that call well, now. They have to be like, Mr. Bundes, uh, we appreciate <laughs> your interest in supporting Mora through her time of grief, but unfortunately, you're not welcome. Well, I, I'm sure they would say it in a different way. And obviously, like, if I was expecting that might happen with Matt, my yeah, husband. Yeah, of course. I was, and I even wrote, you can write in the comment, like... Uh, you know, totally understand. Understand if there's no, I didn't even know if there was room for me. Like I, at first they didn't have the limit up. So if there was only going to be 10 people allowed, um, you know, obviously the parents of this guy, my, my brother-in-law would want to be there and his immediate family. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm still an in-law. So yeah. 
uh, obviously, if, if there was somebody more close to him, then that would be important to me that he's there, not me. That's a really tough one. I think maybe equally as tough is, and I don't know if this is the case now, but certainly at the beginning of the pandemic, um, if you were having a baby, you would drop your oh the mother God. of the child off at the front door of the hospital and you weren't allowed in the room. You weren't oh allowed to be in the hospital at the early stages of the pandemic. Hopefully that has changed, but I'm not even 100% that it has. I don't know if it has. I think the guests uh, being allowed is like something that comes and goes. Like when my wife had her emergency surgery, um, it was in the fall and things were ramping up again. So the first two days I was allowed to visit her. On the third day, they said, you can't come because your wife is not like in a dire situation. Mm. She's going to make it. And... uh, and and numbers it's not were, worth it. Yeah. We're not allowed to have you here. So yeah. I was turned away. But yeah, like imagine like if Matt wasn't there when Harvest was born. Oh man. That's, That's my advocate. Like I remember not being able to speak at certain times just because I was kind of almost in a trance. And he was my voice in those moments because we had talked about what my preferences were. And if he wasn't there, yeah, you'd be talking, the uh, or the nurse would be guessing, or who knows, yeah, say your doula, who did you have delivering? A midwife? <laughs> midwife, yeah. Midwife, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's really hard, too, even just wearing a mask while in labor. That would be like, man, at a certain... Oh, is that mandatory? I guess, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I can't imagine, because the breath and the breathing is so important, although they study shows say, like, it doesn't affect your breathing, but still... You psychologically. Wanna, psychologically, would, yeah. you want to rip that thing off, I'm sure. Yeah. Strength to all the pregnant women out there. Yeah, and all the people who are dealing with funerals, uh, Prince Harry, Prince William, or I guess it's just Harry and Prince William, who will be... Uh, so weird, eh? Will be, you know, uh, tomorrow is the funeral for Prince Philip. He was 99. So Mm -hmm. hopefully it's more of like, hey, what a great life. I think it will be. I think it will be. But obviously tons of tension between Harry and the rest of the family. Mm -hmm. How awkward. I mean, he, oh, what a terrible time for his grandfather to die. I'm sure he was just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I know. I got to go back now. Two two weeks weeks after (laughs) I just blasted my family (laughs) on, you know, international TV with that interview with Oprah. Now he gets the call. He's got to go back right away. Oh my God, I mean, maybe that's best because I'm sure this is one of those things that you'd be dreading indefinitely mm-hmm. until you get it over with. So maybe it's just good that he's being forced into that situation well, now. That's a really good point. The longer that time gap is yeah. existing, the, the more tension that would build. It's like, you know, I, I'm trying to think of an analogy, but maybe one would be like um, when you get fired for from a job or something. Yeah. And the boss... Uh, that fires you is in the same industry as you and you know you're going to run into them at mm. some point and it wouldn't it be nice just to get that awkwardness out of the way right away didn't that happen to us kind of well it happened to me twice who did you right? uh, uh, where were you well uh, the first time I got fired was in Montreal and then where did you run into your boss at a wedding oh god were you at, at the same table Lisa's wedding uh, who we work with oh she knew to put you guys apart yeah okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, and then, but I ran into him for the first time at a wedding. And did you guys just kind of say, hey? He's like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> and I think I was like, yeah, hey, I think you made a big mistake. Oh, yeah. You, know, yeah, I, yeah. I don't you know, had to chirp him a little bit. I well, like that. I was like, I had to say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then what's funny is the next time I saw that guy, 
Mm-hmm. It was at a industry function, awards situation, and while I was talking to him, it was announced that I had won the war- award for like honor personality of the year <laughs> for the category that I was while in. You were chatting while with I him? was talking to him, I was like, "Oh, cool." Uh, anyway, good to see you. Hope you're well. You didn't say a big mistake you made yeah, there. Look right? at that. Guess you really fucked that one up. Okay? <laughs> I mean, I wanted to, but at that point, I was definitely high roading my way uh, through that situation. I I'm sure it's super awkward for the bosses, too, because oftentimes they have no choice in the matter. It's like budget cuts. You got to fire these people. I mean, he he had a choice. This guy definitely had a choice. (laughs) And what pissed me off about him is that he ripped me when uh, my new boss uh, called and asked about me while they were considering hiring me. Really? That was the burn, was that um, the person who hired me called him and said, uh, hey, just wanted to check in and see what your thoughts were and what, you know. Kind of like a reference. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And technically, it's against the law to give somebody a negative uh, review in a formal, like, checking in on references. The only thing you can say is I'm going to decline to give a reference. Okay. Instead, he told uh, the new employer that I uh, sounded young and was lazy. (laughs) And that's why why, uh, he canned me. It was almost like he was trying to justify why he fired me. But whatever, you know, I'm over it. But uh, but that was like the douchey part of the whole situation is that I knew that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the last time we got fired, there were so many different things at play that it wasn't really a personal thing. I think it was more of a le- whatever. Well, I don't even there know. There was like a huge group of us who lost their jobs. Yeah. A huge like. And to blow up our morning show the way they did, I mean, there had to have been more. I think there's one of three things that happened and I won't get into what those three things are. Yeah. But I still don't know. But yeah, I... We uh, ran into our old bosses at uh, Canadian Music Week, which is kind of like a radio uh, industry thing. Did you run into them before? Did we run into them? I Because I feel like they hid from us. Oh, no. I walked right up and said hello. (laughs) Oh, I didn't. I didn't. And uh, any chance, like, anywhere I was, I would have been happy to say hi. Yeah. But nobody uh, was around me ever. They kept their distance. I think they did. Yeah, I think they did. Whatever. Honestly. I even had an opportunity to say hello to the woman who was in the room who did the firing. Oh, yeah. So, uh, no. I and mean, she was like, hey. And I'm like, hey. Hey, God. <laughs> that's way too kind, man. Yeah. Well, what, well, what are you going to do? It's such a small industry, too. It's not too. personal, Bundus. It's not. You uh, never know when they're going to call you about a job again one day. Right. Oh, who knows Don't what burn the any bridges. Is. Don't burn any bridges, I'm man. Fucking burn the whole place down and yeah. this is like burning <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I mean uh, look I would uh, it's been god over two and a half years aren't you happier sure but I, what I'm saying is I still haven't had a conversation with those people and I would have loved to, for it to have happened that night which was you know half six months after we were fired instead yeah. of two and a half years later because it's just It'll inevitably be awkward the first time I run into them. Yeah, you might as well have got it over with. Or maybe so much time has passed that now it's like completely forgotten about. But, uh, you know, when your brothers and your, you you know, Harry essentially threw the family (laughs) under the bus. Yeah. uh, Without being clear on who he was throwing under the bus, which is, I think, the worst part of that situation. Like, I don't blame Harry for being upset. 
about what was going on with his wife, the way she was being treated. Totally. I don't, I don't, uh, I totally understand him being upset that, you know, things like his son's skin color and what it would be when he was born. Mm-hmm. I could see that being infuriating. But the way he delivered that information on that interview, he essentially opened the door to it being a number of people. Like, oh, I'm not going to tell you this. who it was, but it was addressed or it was brought up. So, and then, but it wasn't grandma and grandpa. It wasn't the queen. It wasn't the queen's husband. Mm-hmm. So basically, it was Charles or William, right? I mean, right. or Camilla, or I don't think there would be anyone else. Let's Kate. be honest. It could be Kate. It was Prince Andrew. Let's. let's, let's <laughs> that would have been the easiest person to throw Everyone under the bus. Everyone eh? Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew, who used to hang out with Jeffrey Epstein and have yeah, yeah. inappropriate sexual contact with minors. Might as well put it allegedly, on him. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, yeah, but so yeah, maybe maybe it's just good that Harry gets it under the gets the first encounters under the underway, and then he goes back to California, and he can you know move forward a little quicker, a little I easier. Hope so I hope. Are you so. going to watch this weekend just to try and pick up on the awkwardness? Like, do you care about that? The drama? <sighs> maybe I will because I will be up early anyways with my four uh, year old. You know, she wakes me up at six and every day, so. Um, Oh, I know the feeling. I have a dog. I have to get up early, too. (laughs) I was thinking about that because, like, we have a puppy. Yeah. And people who don't have kids and be like, oh, it's just like having a kid. Mm. You know, I got to get home. And And you've had kids. Is it just like having a kid? God, no. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, I have to get up. And uh, I had to let the dog out this morning at quarter to 4 a.m. Yeah. And... uh, you know what I did right after that? I threw it in a goddamn cage <laughs> and I locked him in there. You went back to bed. So I locked her in there and I left to go to work. Yeah. You can't do that when you have a kid. Uh, I mean, plus the whole stage of them waking up early hopefully is like going to be over within six months. It's yeah. not going to go on for five years. Years. <laughs> so I having know. a dog's like having a kid a little bit, except just, those stages are like weeks and not years. It's just a little taste, a little taste. Yeah. But she's adorable, so it's worth it. Yeah. Oh my god. She is so cute. Honestly, if you don't if you haven't seen Tucker's dog. She smells like uh baby powder too. And <laughs> I don't get it because we don't like treat her with anything. Puppies, it's so crazy. Oh. She doesn't smell like a dog. She smells she like smells like a little angel. Like a little piece of heaven. <laughs> You're so in love. Oh my god, Bundes. Yeah, she's so become cute. A suck. You need a you need to get a I cute little dog bundle. I honestly feel like this was supposed to happen to just soften those edges that you have, Tucker. No. I've always liked dogs. Yeah. I never I never didn't like dogs. I just didn't want to have one for a long time. And my family can become me to get a one. softy now. Yeah, this dog should be at the funeral you're going to. Holy crap! What that just would to be, like steal the show? That would <laughs> that would soften the mood. I'll tell you, like I used to walk around with my babies in a baby Bjorn and go for a neighborhood walk, yeah. and you get the odd look. Oh, that's so cute. That cute. kind of thing. Mm. Nothing compared to having a puppy that weighs uh, barely three pounds that you're walking around. Yeah. Holy shit! I am getting like I am making people's day every yeah. time they uh, run into this dog so it's really sweet seeing the power that this dog has on people and how it just brings people happiness you know what's weird i got a guy in my neighborhood who has a puppy 
And like, you know, I'll stop and say, oh my gosh, so sweet. But then I'm like ready to keep walking. And he will proceed to tell me like, oh, she's 10 weeks old and her name is whatever and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I I don't care that much. Get over yourself. (laughs) So just just be careful with that. We don't need all the details. We just want to maybe look at your dog, say it's cute and then carry on. Yeah, I don't don't get into it. Unless someone's like, oh, how old is your dog? I'll be like nine weeks. And they'll be like, so cute. I'll be like, actually, my daughter gave me shit the other day because uh, someone was commenting, oh, your dog's so cute. And I'm like, oh, I know, she's the cutest. And my daughter's like, you don't say that, you say thank you. I was like, well, I'm allowed to appreciate how cute she is too. Yeah, I never knew what to say when people would say my baby was so cute. Do I say thank you? You're like, or, fucking right, I made it. Oh, I say, well, look at me. <laughs> Came from me. Better damn well be cute. Obviously. Yeah, that's not what I was thinking when I first saw your baby. I was like, what is that cone lump? <laughs> Bunness, my daughter had a very large cone head. Yeah. It seems like... Well, it wasn't even a cone head. It no, was it like was a, like a... It's normal to have like a reaction to coming through the vagina. It's like a canal, right? The head's so soft that when some babies are born, it'll almost, the head will be reshaped by the birth canal. I have a feeling too, because my labor was so quick. It was five and a half hours. Um, I have a feeling that I was in labor and just didn't even know. Yeah. And that she was sitting low in my body for quite some time. Um, but we actually had to go to sick kids and have a scan because at a certain it wasn't going away. And at a certain point, they're like, OK, we need to make sure it's a cone head thing, a normal thing and not like a cyst or or some sort of like, t- it was like tumor. Almost, how big would you it say was it like was? The like size half of, an orange? Maybe? Oh, my God. It was huge. Yeah. And it's funny, too. I couldn't even see it. Like you'd come over and you'd be like, oh, my God. But I didn't say as a that, mom, I, as a mom, I couldn't see it. And isn't that beautiful? Yeah, I couldn't see it. Like I was like, oh, is it misshaped? I, I uh, can't yeah. even notice that there's something wrong with my daughter because she's so beautiful to me. It's funny. Every person I've worked with that's had a baby, their babies always look. Uh, we had. Uh, I worked with this one woman who had a baby, and her baby looked like a little elf because of the cone head, and then like just the face and everything. The forehead was so big and little face. It was cute, but it was like, oh, and they were the ones who said it, though. I, I didn't bring up the your kids <laughs> thing until you brought it up. I wasn't like, oh, what's that? I remember you being shocked about the cone head. Uh, <laughs> no, when you, I wouldn't have I brought know, it up. I didn't know it was up. that big. <laughs> yeah, like I think you, I don't know if you warned me, but you brought it up first. And then this other girl I worked with, she was the one who said, oh, she looks like a little elf or something. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know. Mm, I'm not going to be the one bringing it to your attention. Guys, I got to go. I'm sorry. Okay. Not 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 based on the fact that my daughter had a cone head and you've upset me, but I got to go to a funeral. So, All right. Well, let's get back into a little solid. Young stoner life, young thug, Gunna and Drake. Anyway, I hope it uh, goes as well as the funeral Thank can you. go. Hug your loved ones today. Wait, socially distanced hugs. You right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hang on for the daily take two. It's coming up next. Walking from here to my bedroom and feel like it's miles away. It's too many rooms. And I'm still hard, buddy. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I've got four steps to landing your dream job. A lot of people out of work during the pandemic. You want to come back strong, landing a dream job for you? Oh, yeah. Four steps right now. Number one, this one's really important. Clean up your social media. Choose images and words that serve your career goals. Not your picture getting drunk with Bundus on Friday night. Woo! I don't want to see that if I'm going to hire you. Number two, seek out roles. And I never thought of this, where your gender is in the minority. Because right now, organizations want to build diverse work environments, right? Gender balance is really important for companies right now. So seek out jobs where you could fill that gap. Oh, interesting, yeah. Number three, 70% of jobs never get posted online. That is the truth. That is the truth. That is the truth. So instead... Know somebody, right? Go through personal contacts. If you don't know anybody, start emailing places and say, hey, can we have a virtual coffee? Meet people in that workforce, and now you're top of mind. You didn't even send your CV. The last job I got from like just seeing a job posting, yes, was my third radio job, which was Kingston, Ontario, doing a morning show at a station called K Rock when it launched in uh, early two. It was two thousand. Was it two thousand and one? Yeah. That was the last job I got from a posting. Everything else has come from contacts, contacts. and staying in touch with people. Yes. And, you know, you find a place you were, you want to work at, and I'm sure it applies in other industries. Get to know the people who are, you know, head of that department 100%. in that company and just be like, hey, I want to work with you one day. Can we get, can I, you know, grab a little bit of time and get to know you? I yeah. mean, during virtually, the pandemic, it might be tougher, but virtually, at least establish those contacts. 100%. Yeah. You got to do that. And number four, if you are applying via email and you're sending your resume, experts say do six bullet points. Use a bullet point in your email because bosses who are getting tons of resumes, they don't have time, man. You got a bullet point. Now you stand out. They're like, oh, okay, what are these points? And explain what makes you a good fit for the role. And then ask if you guys can chat on the phone after. Also shows you know how to use bullet points <laughs> on a program. 
It helps. That can be tough, you know. You put one bullet point in, then every sentence after, they're putting in bullet points. You're like, I don't even want them anymore. You keep giving them to me. I hate that. You know, I put like one and two, and then I want to start a new paragraph. It gives me three. Three. I didn't ask for three. Every time. How do I get myself out of this gym? I know. Shows you know how to do a little formatting. Formatting, Right? Love that. So there you go. Four steps to landing your dream job. Good luck. Thanks, Maura. If you ran into the person you had your first real consensual sexual experience with, or if a documentary crew ran into them and asked them about the experience, what do you think they would say? (laughs) What would be the review? Reason why I bring this up, Soleil Moon Fry, who plays Punky Brewster. Yeah. She's got a new documentary called Kid 90, and it's about her uh, her life as a teenager in the 90s. Okay. And uh, in it, she discusses her first sexual, consensual experience. Yeah. And it was with Charlie Sheen. Oh, my God. She was 18 years old at the time. Uh-huh. Charlie Sheen was 29. And Whoa. this is, you got to remember, this is like pre-winning Charlie Sheen. Like, yeah, this yeah, was just yeah. like... You know, a little more balanced, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Charlie Sheen was, he's you know, big, uh, people had posters of him up. He's an A-lister. And, yeah, he he's was an like A-lister. a heartthrob. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it was 1994. She was 18 at the time. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, you know, she was reading her diary mm-hmm. where she had the entry from that experience in there. Wow. And she wrote, it was very sweet and he'd been really kind to me and treated me really beautifully. She'd had a crush on him for years. Like, you know, like everybody well, did in that yeah, era. Sure. Right? And she said that for all these years afterwards, in some of the most pivotal moments in her life, Charlie would check in with her and lend his support. Wow. And that he was just a lovely man. Oh, my God. He responded just recently because the story kind of, you know, ended up in the news. Uh-huh. And he was just like, oh, you know, she was sweet and she's a good egg, he said. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder what would happen if somebody interviewed the person that I had my first <laughs> sexual experience with, what Ooh. they would say about the incident. Yeah, what? I bet you it wouldn't be that nice. <laughs> but do you still check in with that person? And I saw her like maybe 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but not since then. So it didn't come up when you ran into her no. 10 years ago. You'd just be like, oh, hey, how are you? But if someone were to interview her, she would probably be like, oh, it was really awkward. Uh, at one point, I could feel Tucker's body filling with gas. <laughs> like his stomach became bloated. It was like a balloon. It started making these weird noises. He's kind of like a puffer fish that way, where he just like... <laughs> he expands. Stress and oh. uh, anxiety lead to gassy uh, discomfort. Were and then- you gassy that first time? Every time I've had like any kind of like, you know, first experience that was out of the ordinary, my body doesn't behave the way I'd like it to. (laughs) Oh, wow. Bundes, you think that, uh, you know, if you ran into the woman who uh, deflowered you, (laughs) that you would have good things to say about the experience? It was so short, there's nothing to say. Yeah. Yeah. The guy that I had my first experience with, I think he'd have some... Very nice things to say, guys, because after the experience, he did a sketch of me. <laughs> Come on! He did, he did! Really? He was an artist! Like Titanic? And he sketched me! 
<laughs> he drew a picture of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did and you I had keep it, the picture? I had it hanging on my res room wall for the entire year. Do you still have that picture? No, you know me. I tossed it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that good. <laughs> it was good. Oh, that and would be something I would keep. I would pay to see that picture. Would, I would you? Pay, yeah. I would buy that picture if it was for sale in an auction just to have it. We put it in the studio. That would be, be awkward so to look at. That would be funny, though, to see that. I'd love to see the picture that somebody would sketch of me after that experience. I'd look like Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. Oh! With the hands beside the cheeks and everything. Are you guys feeling pressure to get the lockdown post bod ready for summer so when the world reopens everybody's looking hot i know bundus is on like a crazy diet right now yeah. you're not alone man yeah 64 percent of us say we're trying to trim up for summer 64 percent of us a lot of people are doing these crazy cleanses they say pick something that you can like maintain a healthy lifestyle change instead of like fad diets I've been doing this for two years. I know. You've been doing the Bunness fasting is all thing. about fad everything. Fashion, <laughs> cars. Uh, you, you were the first uh, person I knew who fasted for 20 hours a day. Yeah, I was, that's when I was trying to get into that Miami body yeah. shape before I went on that bachelor party trip. And it, I've been slacking pretty hard because it's like, who sees me? I can right. go nowhere. Who cares? Uh, yeah. You know I've what, been though? trying again the last uh, couple of weeks to get back on the program. Yeah. Me too. I, I just saw Bundus uh, in, person? Little, in person, Yeah, which is a rare occurrence. Yeah. Well, where he's like just in his t-shirt. Let me just say this. The guns are out today, moron. Guns out? The guns are out. Actually, I, I I noticed your biceps. I was like, man, you got big biceps. Thanks. I don't I don't you often do see them because you generally have a jacket or a sweatshirt on, and I haven't really seen you in a t-shirt in a while in person. Yeah, those are big pipes, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, work hard on them. Yeah, they look, yeah, they yeah, look yeah. bigger than I remembered from like a year ago. Is that possible, or is it just my memory is uh, faded? Uh it's possible. I mean, I've been working out again, so the, I got the nice pump on from last night, right? Like, oh, look at that. Look at that gun. Yeah. I, can, I, I can fit in there. I can put both my arms inside his arm. Yes, you could. And there'd be extra room for your arms, too, Maura. <laughs> yeah, you can fit my what little... What is he, my guns? Look at my little twig arms. These are... Seriously, there's no difference. It's like my elbow's the biggest part of my arm. <laughs> that is true. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I This summer, I swear to God, God, I want to be confident on the beach. I am sick of taking off my clothes and being like, oh, oh my God. Is everybody like, oh, who's that? Shame. I want to take it off and have people be like, yeah. You know? Or at least at least feel that way on the inside. Yeah. So I'm Instead with you on big. I didn't know somebody could have that many moles. <laughs> exactly. Well, there's not much I can do about the moles, but. Have you ever had somebody post a picture of you online and you just like hate the way you look in that picture? And, you know, chances are they look great, but you look. It's always that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, why would you post that picture? I look terrible in that That's picture. That's because I look great in it. Why wouldn't I want this picture? <laughs> you know, it's so funny. It's just recently I posted a picture of myself with uh, Channing Tatum and Joe Maglio, however you say his name, Sophia Vergara's husband. Yeah. 
Channing looks terrible in the picture. You don't care, right? Because you look <laughs> it's great. It's partly why I love it, is that Channing looks like he just looks terrible. You can see it on my Instagram at Maura Grierson. Actually, there's a picture I posted with Tom Cruise where we both look terrible. <laughs> But I love it yes. because we're just like laughing and looking terrible yes. together. Yeah, Tom does look terrible in yeah. that picture. We both <laughs> look terrible, though, in that case. Yes. But that's on the Energy 95.3 radio Instagram account if you want to see it. I think it was World Radio Day those posts went up. That Unless is, it was a story. Huh. That know. is um, one of the you know great moments where you're hotter than Tom Cruise. You may be Barely, hot. I don't know. I think you're a bit a sexier than Tom Cruise in that picture. It's a stretch. So Facebook and Instagram uh, is now allowing you to appeal any unwanted photos or posts uploaded by other people. Oh, is this not amazing? Yeah. They've got this oversight board. They're kind of called like an independent Supreme Court. There's 20 people on this Supreme Court. You contest a picture and they decide whether it should be removed or not. They're accepting appeals from users about other people's content and uh, steps on how to appeal a picture are going to be rolling out shortly. But isn't that great? Although Channing now could send me a message and say, sorry, I'm appealing that photo. Take it down. Take it down. Yeah, that's so convoluted. I don't know how I feel about that. What? Well, if somebody's posted it without your permission. It's a picture of you. You're yeah, tagged okay, in but it. But let's say you have a great photo with a friend of yours, right? You yes. put it up and you love it. It's got tons of likes. You look great in it. And then you and your friend have a falling out. Yeah. And now just to get back at you, they start yeah, well, blowing if, up your profile and claiming everything. Yeah. Well, if they don't want to be on your profile and on your picture, they I think they should have a right to ask for it to be taken but down. Bundus has a sexy picture up. Don't make him take that picture down. And then everybody's profile is literally going to become just selfies. There's going to be nothing there because <laughs> everyone's going to be contesting everything. Well, what if, uh, what if, like, you had a bad breakup yeah. with the Friday Night Lady friend? Sure. And as a way of getting back at you, she just wanted to start flooding her feed with pictures of you and her. And tagging you in them. And you look terrible. And you in look all terrible in every single one of them. <laughs> um, wouldn't you want recourse and a way to get those pictures down? Is you know? I mean I guess I understand what you're saying, but I don't care enough. Like right. I, there are tons of bad pictures of me online already. Like, right. There's if you Google my name, you'll see a ton of bad pictures, Ooh. right? Like mm. Okay. But it's just what it is. I think he just wants us to Google his name. <laughs> no, you've seen them before. You've seen them before. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 953.